It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson with you from Oracle Arena. Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Light up the phones if you're leaving this one. Uh, drive it around. The Warriors lose to the Blazers 110-109 in overtime in a strange, strange evening of basketball inside this building. The Warriors lose consecutive games on the home floor after winning the first two games of their four-day holiday homestand, or four-game holiday homestand, I should say. Victories over the Mavs and the Clippers, and the Warriors lose tonight to the Portland Trail Blazers. 110-109, Damian Lillard with the game-winning three-pointer in overtime after the Warriors had forced overtime, tying the game at 102 uh, after they stopped Damian Lillard uh, with a chance to win the game late. Kevin Durant uh, sent the game into overtime. Uh, Durant hit a three to tie it up with 19 seconds to go in regulation. Then Lillard lost control of the ball going against Clay. There was about five minutes where they reviewed a bunch of things to put two-tenths of a second back on the clock. Uh, eventually, Curry was the inbounder on what was an, an incredible play in and of itself, and Curry lobbed the ball toward the basket going for a tip play, which is all you can do in two-tenths of a second, and the ball went right in the basket. So Stephen Curry, who... If anybody could make that shot with ease, it would be him. He made the shot, but you can't just make the shot from out of bounds. Somebody's got to direct it into the basket. Iguodala didn't, uh, and the Blazers then got another possession that the Warriors were able to stop. But the Warriors had a four-point lead in overtime, 106-102, and one more basket, one more stop in this game, and the Warriors would have won basically by playing – a high-level, high-effort second half after really being pretty sluggish in the first half. You heard from Steve Kerr on the Tim Roy, R.C. Davis portion of the postgame show here on 95.7 The Game, and he broke it down really similarly to the way I looked at the game. I, I thought the building was dead in the first half. I thought the Warriors for all of the discussion about selective engagement and when they're locked in and when they're not locked in and, and how do they get more locked in, how do they fix the offense, for all of that conversation, I, I thought tonight was really, of all the four games in the first half, the only time on the homestand where I didn't really think they were locked in. I thought the game was just kind of dead and they lacked energy. Uh, now, trailing at halftime by six points, the Warriors got after it a little harder in the second half, but a strange, strange night where the shots still were not falling, Golden State shooting 42%, and free throws were even being missed by this team. Just amazing, incredible when you think about it. Warriors come into tonight shooting 83% from the free throw line. That's the best in the NBA. They shoot six for 15 40% from the free throw line. That is the worst shooting percentage for the Warriors in over 10 years. you got to go back to March of 2007, the last time the Warriors shot that poorly, 40% from the free throw line. And it wasn't just the 6 for 15. It was the guys who were missing the free throws. Kevin Durant, 2 for 4. Clay Thompson, 1 for 4. So you've got 
three misses for Clay, and Stephen Curry tonight missed two out of three. Missed two out of three from the free throw line. Stephen Curry. So you add up those points in a game that winds up going into overtime, and the Warriors on many a night would have just won this game outright in regulation with a late fourth-quarter rally on a night where they really didn't play all that well except for about six minutes of the fourth quarter and, and a higher effort than they had in the second half compared to a first half. So 888-957-9570, That is the phone number to participate in the program if you want to react to this one as the Warriors continue to be out of sync and continue to not be able to get Clay Thompson going. Clay Thompson, two of nine from three-point range tonight. It was a night where you felt coming down the stretch that Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant would have to carry the Warriors home, and it wound up being Kevin Durant who missed a great look at a game winner, uh, and that's a shot that just for whatever reason hasn't been falling. I go back to the game in Utah where he misses that shot, and it was tipped in uh, by Jonas Jerebko. That that shot just not going down for Kevin Durant, even though it's a good look, and even though when it leaves his hands, you're thinking that's got a great chance to go down at 110-109 to possibly give the Warriors a victory in this ball game. But he comes up short, and Portland goes on to get the one-point victory. Uh, critical play in this one, the turnover by Stephen Curry as he got trapped uh, the Warriors, Draymond Green hit a corner three. It was 109-107. Uh, Portland missed inside. Uh, Damian Lillard then, though, off that turnover as Stephen Curry was trapped and tried to throw the ball over the top of Nurkic in a situation where there was only a three-second differential uh, on the clock. The, the Blazers were effectively in a position where they were going to have to foul or defend all the way down to the final three, four seconds of the ball game, But Curry... He gave it up. He threw it up against a seven-footer who was able to knock it away. You bet, go back down the other end, and Damian Lillard, Oakland's own Damian Lillard, uh, had the signature moment, I think, in this building for him. And, and he's had some big scoring games in this building, but he doesn't have a lot of wins in this building as the Warriors had won eight straight in the regular season over the Blazers. They'd also won five more in the playoffs going back to 2016 and 2017. So you add it all up, and the Warriors had won 13 consecutive games against the Blazers in this building. Uh, and Damian Lillard uh, will wind up getting a win in his last regular season game in his hometown uh, against the Golden State Warriors. 888-957-9570. What ails this team? Uh, you know, one thing that stands out to me is, and it was really, really, it was prevalent throughout this homestand, the four games as you take them as a whole. The Warriors are having a hard time finishing teams off, and I think you could make a case just going back to Saturday night with the Mavericks in here. The Warriors have the big lead in the fourth quarter. They go on a huge run into the third quarter, top of the fourth quarter. They get a big lead, and. Dallas winds up in a position from 18 down to where Harrison Barnes could drill a three-pointer to give the Mavericks the lead, and the Warriors have to hold on and get that game. Uh, the Warriors and the Clippers go back and forth in that game and, and on Sunday, and the Warriors can't shake the Clippers uh, on that night, need a, a Stephen Curry layup with 
five-tenths of a second to go to win that game. We go back to the game on Christmas night in this building against the Lakers. LeBron James out of the game. The Warriors rally from 18, 19 points down, and it's a two-point game, and you're thinking, all right, the Warriors are going to win this game going away. They're going to put the Lakers away. They're going to put the Lakers away and win by 8 to 10 points uh, in the fourth quarter minimum. And what happens? Stephen Curry picks up a foul. The Lakers finish the quarter scoring seven points. They push the lead back out to nine. And then a complete and utter meltdown in the fourth quarter. And the game goes the other way entirely. And the Warriors wind up getting blown out. And tonight is another example in the overtime session where the Warriors have a four-point lead and they have a chance to put the game away, and they just can't do it. And a couple of critical turnovers in the overtime, including the turnover uh, with Stephen Curry. Uh, and the Warriors just can't they can't put teams away. And I want to know what you make of another home loss. Because here's the thing for the Warriors. At 23-13, and 13, the Warriors really don't feel regular season pressure, ever. They could lose Saturday night in Portland. They could lose... Monday night in Phoenix, although I would liquidate all assets to quote the great Daryl Lagoo-Johnson that they don't lose to Phoenix on New Year's Eve, especially if all four All-Stars are playing. But the reality is for this Warriors team, it's how do you take losses? Because I, I feel like the fans don't even necessarily know how to react to the losses that we've seen as of late because the Warriors' big picture are still in such a quality position to either go on a run and be a runaway for the number one seed in the Western Conference or maybe fall back and wind up a top four seed in the Western Conference but a team that needs to play their best in the postseason to make a run at another championship. Well, guess what? They weren't the number one seed a year ago and they went on to win the NBA championship. Did it mean they had to work a little bit harder against the Houston Rockets in a conference final? Yeah, but they did what they had to do, barely, and got over that hump and did what they had to do, barely, in Game 1 of the NBA Finals and effectively ended that series in that thrilling overtime win where a bunch of stuff happened uh, to, to allow the Warriors to take a 1-0 lead. So how do, how do you reconcile it at this point? Because it's probably going to be, as we play the postgame sound downstairs, it's probably going to be a whole lot of sa- of the same. It's probably going to be a whole heck of a lot of what we've heard. I just don't got not making shots. Got to get going. You know, can't turn the ball over. We'll be fine. Everything's under control. We'll make our run. Uh, but at some point, at some point, you don't. And we're probably four and a half, five months away from the Warriors really being in a position where them not making their run could be fatal, but they're showing you the signs right now that eventually if you tempt fate enough, you you just get swallowed up by it, and it winds up doing you in. Now, is this team still the most talented team in the NBA? Absolutely. Do they have more stars than anybody else? Without question. Are they going to have to figure out a way to slog through the next three and a half months? with a decent enough record to, to, you know, to be in a position to make another run at a championship? They do, but more than that, I think they've got to figure out a way to keep everybody sane 
the next three and a half months because losses like tonight, I think, for the fans and even maybe for the media, you know, you hear some of the questions downstairs and you're thinking, boy, these are we got a lot of people, myself included, when I'm down there that haven't really had to ask a lot of these questions. And the Warriors have done and seen it all to such a great extent that you almost know the answers before you ask the questions. All right. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1, KGMZ San Francisco, the radio home of the Golden State Warriors. 888-957-9570. It's Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Let's get it going on the phones with Nick in Palo Alto. Nick tips us off here on 95.7 The Games. We hear from the fans brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers, the best since 1952. What's up, Nick? Hey, uh, nothing much. Uh, good to hear you guys on the radio. I just want to say I, I really think that the uh, maybe all, all the starters, you know, Katie, uh, Draymond, um, you know, Steph, all these guys probably just need a game or two off, you know, just to get some rest because they've been going at nonstop for four years, going on five years now, you know, and maybe they're just getting tired, you know. That, that's that's a long run they've been on. Well, I, I've said this, Nick. I, I would give Clay Thompson a game off. And now, I, historically, he's played very well against Portland, so I probably wouldn't do it against the Blazers. He, for a shot or two, you know, early, I think he hit his first shot tonight. It looked like, okay, maybe this is going to be the game. He hit that three-pointer where he got fouled, but then he missed the free throw. And then the Warriors got the rebound, and he got fouled, and then he missed another free throw tonight. So Clay was still not Clay tonight. I think Draymond is grinding his way through it. Nick, and I think Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry overall are fine, but Clay is the one guy that if he struggles in Portland, and, and I've said this a couple of different times, and thanks for the call, Nick, I, if he struggles in Portland, I would give him a plane ticket to wherever the heck he wants to go, and I'd tell him, take Sunday the 30th and New Year's Eve, even though the Warriors are going to play in Phoenix, and, and New Year's Day off, and we'll see you at the practice facility on the 2nd. Just clear your head. Get away. We're probably not going to practice two of those three days anyway. We'll get through the game in Phoenix without you and and just move on to the next. Now, they don't want to do that, and Clay Thompson doesn't want to admit that he's in a slump, and he didn't want to admit that he's in a slump today, and, and I think it's admirable that he chooses to want to grind through it. But I, I think the Warriors, it's a little early the Warriors have only had all four All-Stars back for three weeks. They've only had them back not even three weeks have they had all four All-Stars back, right? And now we're already talking about, well, give them some time off. They need to rest, the grind, this and that. Look, it's December 27th, folks. It's December 27th. Uh, at some point, you got to just grind and grind and grind and grind through it and, and just start to play better uh, and feel better. Uh, about uh, you know where this team is at. Eric and Milbray. Eric is up here on 95.7 The Game. Eric, you're on uh, Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com. The biggest flaw I see you mentioned it, is them not being able to close these games out. They've really had to struggle, uh, even at home, which is not uh, what we're used to seeing closing these teams out. Now, obviously, on the road is a different story, but you know, just like you mentioned, this home stand alone, uh, the the Clippers game, which they should have won, the Mavericks. So it just seems like they're allowing these teams to make these runs. And when you got two of the best closers in the league, and Curry and Durant, and unfortunately with Thompson going through the struggles and he's going in, Draymond, not the same player, 
it just seems like the, they're discombobulated right now, and they just they just seem to have too many mental lapses, breakdown defensively, which has been a question mark all of the season so far. And it's just, uh, I think it's just affecting their offensive capabilities as well. So, and with Damon Jones out, they don't have a big, so teams are able to exploit them in the paint until Cousins is back. They really don't have an answer. So it's just a full-blown issue now. And I don't think the, the gap is too uh, distant between them and other teams now. So they just can't rely on, we're just uh, have all, all these stars and we're going to be able to cruise to them. You know, you got lucky last year with Paul being out game six and seven. I, I don't think they would have beaten Houston. So this year they're going to have to grind out these wins and the, the West is a lot better. So if they don't get their act together, I just don't think they can rely on we, the superior team with all the talent this time around. Thanks, Eric. Great call. Appreciate it. Eric's line open, 888-957-9570, 888 as the Warriors fall in OT to the Blazers, 110-109. So Golden State now 23-13. and The Blazers improved to 20-15. and The Warriors dip to 7-5 and now in games following a loss this season. The Warriors now 57-17. and in games following a loss during the regular season. That is in the Steve Kerr era. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you taking your phone calls, reacting to this one. We are going to hear from Kevin Durant post-game. We are going to hear from Stephen Curry as well about what happened for during his turnover uh, the turnover that that really it gave the Blazers an opportunity to tie and or win the game uh, in the final 20 seconds. Stephen Curry you know, dribbling into a trap and then trying to throw the ball over the top. Uh, the ball was broken up. It winds up being a steal for the Blazers, and it winds up turning into just an absolute crushing shot by Damian Lillard. I mean, an absolutely amazing shot, a shot that – very few players in the NBA would would take, let alone make. And Damian Lillard is just a he, he's just an assassin. I mean, he he's got that Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant gene when it comes to absolutely ripping your heart out uh, at the end of a ball game. Now, fortunately for the Warriors over the years, and Lillard's gotten him a couple of times in Portland, but fortunately for the Warriors over the years. They've been able to put the Blazers away and not put a lot of games in the hands of Damian Lillard, especially in this building, to where he has an opportunity to do what he's done quite a bit in his career, and that's end a game with basically a a knockout shot uh, in the final couple of seconds, but he was able to do that tonight. All right, it is Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. We will hear from Stephen Curry coming up next and more of your phone calls as well. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, roll along here inside Oracle Arena. Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com. John Dickinson with you, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors fall in OT to the Blazers, 110-109. That concludes their four-game holiday homestand, 2-2. Two and two. So the Warriors survive against the Mavericks after having a big lead they let get away late. 
They survive against the Clippers thanks to a Stephen Curry game winner in the final second. They wind up getting blown out against the Lakers after LeBron James goes out of the game and they had cut it down to two. And tonight is a game where the Warriors didn't really bring it in the first half, brought it in the second half, shots weren't falling, and then they have an opportunity to steal the game late, put it away in overtime with a four-point lead, but the Blazers wind up getting the win. C.J. McCollum hits a big three. The critical turnover uh, by Stephen Curry as he was trapped uh, bringing the ball up the court. Nurkic with the knockaway, and it goes back the other way. Damian Lillard winds up hitting the game-winning three with five and one-tenth second to go uh, as the Warriors wind up getting a good look. Kevin Durant got a good look uh, and a shot that you think is going in anytime it leaves his hands. But it comes up just a little bit short, and the Warriors fall to 23-13 and 13 as they lose this one 110-109. to 909. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. If you want to weigh in on just the whole homestand, the fact that this Warriors team now, they had come in winners of 8 of 11, make it 8 of 12 since they have the four All-Stars back. So 8 and 4 since the four All-Stars came back. But this is a team that was primed, I think, to go on a much bigger run than just winning 8 out of 12 here with two games to go in December and two road games to go in December uh, with the Warriors taking on the Blazers on Saturday night and taking on the Phoenix Suns coming up uh, on New Year's Eve in the Valley of the Sun, the Warriors closing out 2018 against the worst team in the Western Conference. All right, let's go ahead and hear from Kevin Durant. It was a brief session with KD uh, at the end of this one, and Kevin Durant was asked apparently if he had whiplash because of all the runs both teams were making back and forth. Yeah, it definitely felt like that. Um, they made some big shots throughout the whole game to kind of quiet our little runs. And uh, I think we did the same with them, but they just happened to make the last shot of the night. Regulation, you guys were down 10. You got back into it to the tie. What changed over those, those three minutes where you guys you know, got furious and got back into it? Uh, we just made shots. I think that was, a, that, was a, that was the thing for us. We knocked down shots when we needed them. When you uh, when you look at this box score, how much does that six of fifteen at the free throw line kind of sting in an overtime game? Definitely stings when you leave your money out there on the floor. And, uh, you know, unacceptable to miss that many free throws. We're pretty efficient at the line. Uh, I started us off missing two in a row, and I think that kind of got to us a bit. So I got to knock mine down. I think that that'll get everybody else confidence at the line. Kevin, that last shot of overtime, was that the look you wanted? And can you take us through that whole sequence? Yeah, I mean, it's a shot I work on every day. I'm pissed I missed that one. I got to I gotta make that shot. I got to make it. It's plain and simple. Hey, Kevin, what do you think it's going to take to have the kind of consistent execution that you guys want? Uh, we just, uh, just got to keep – Searching for good shots. I think we had a lot of good ones tonight we missed. Um, and I know it's uh, it's difficult when we miss shots, and especially wide open ones. And It just takes the energy out of the arena when we shoot a jump shot and the crowd's like, oh. 
and we miss, it's like, oh, I'm like, well, we miss shots. You know what I'm saying? That's a part of basketball. And I think we got to keep our heads up when we when we miss the good shots. Um, and knowing that we, if we generate good shots, that's that's what we want. You know, if we get a wide open look for a three, you know, we want that because down the line we're going to eventually hit them if we keep generating open looks. So I don't like how we, uh, you know, we got down on ourselves for missing shots. And um, But I, th I thought our defense was really great tonight. When you lose a game to a team that you held to 36% shooting, is that harder knowing that you did that on, on one end, but they sound, found a way to win anyway? Yeah, that's just the name of basketball. That's just the name of the game. Like, you know, Damian Lillard is a Hall of Famer. So, you know, if he get a look down two on the road, you know he pulling, and he made a huge shot. And like I said, they just made the last shot of the night. Yeah, Damian Lillard gets the last laugh tonight with that three, 110-109, the final. Uh, the free throw shooting, I mean, pointed it out earlier, and, and Kevin Durant was talking about it there. I mean, six for 15 from the free throw line. That is just – and, again, he's missing him. Clay Thompson's missing him. Stephen Curry's missing him. I mean, you just don't see that very often. The six of 15 to begin with, but you get to six of 15 because Durant misses two right off the bat. Clay Thompson, one for four. Stephen Curry, one for three. Uh, in the ball game, so it's just again five points, seven points, seven points, right there from your three best scorers that are just sitting there at the line. Even if you get five of those seven, I mean, even if each guy misses one shot uh, out of those seven, you still are a plus four uh, from where you wound up the night, and that's probably enough to to eke out another victory in similar fashion to the way. The Warriors were able to eke out the game against the Mavericks on Saturday and eke out the game against the Clippers on Sunday. 8 at 8, 957 It's Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com. We will hear from Stephen Curry coming up momentarily. Want to run down a couple of notes and nuggets here before we hear from Stephen Curry. The Warriors now 7-5 and five following a loss. Mentioned that uh, as the Warriors... And not lost, uh, have lost consecutive games uh, five times on the year. Warriors now 15 and five in games where they have the four All Stars: Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson. 15 and five in those 20 games, 23 and 13 overall. Uh, so you look at the Warriors eight and eight when somebody has to miss time, and 15 and five. Uh, in the games where the Warriors have everybody in play. 36 assists tonight. There were two numbers that I think stood out above all others. One was the 36 assists. The Warriors, just their second loss of the season when they dish out 30-plus assists. And the Warriors held Portland to an opponent's season-low 36% shooting. 36% shooting for the Blazers, and the Blazers wind up winning this game in Oracle Arena. 36% for Portland, 38 for 105. It was even on the three-point shot, but where Portland was able to make up a ton of ground was a free-throw line. Portland shot 23 free throws, and they made 21 of them. The difference in the game right there, 21 for 23, 91% for the Blazers, in nearly double the attempts and 40% for the Warriors on 6 of 15. All right, we are going to hear from Steph and Curry, but before we hear from Steph, let's get to our play of the game. It's time 
for the play of the game. He got it! Tune in tomorrow morning to Steinmetz and Guru at 10.30 for your chance to win $100. Now, here's the play of the game. Here comes Curry crossing midcourt. Gets a screen, takes a three for the tie. No good. Tipped out by Iguodala. Curry to Durant. Loads up right wing. Got it! We're tied! 19.1 to go! We're tied at 102! Kevin Durant, game-tying three-pointer. Know that play of the game tomorrow at 10.30 with Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. And... You can be a winner. Also visit Putnam Cadillac Chevrolet Buick GMC in Burlingame featuring the all-new XT4 crossover SUV or visit PutnamGM.com. All right, we will hear from Stephen Curry coming up, and we still do have time for some phone calls at 888-957-9570. It's Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com. Rolling on here from Oracle Arena 95.7 The Game. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, John Dickinson back inside Oracle Arena following the Warriors' 110-109 loss to the Trailblazers. Damian Lillard with the game winner. Just over five ticks to go in the overtime session, and the Warriors lose consecutive home games to dip to 23-13. and We'll take a look at what's coming up, the final two games of December, the final two games of 2018. What a year it's been for the Warriors winning a second consecutive championship back in Cleveland in June, but they're going to wrap it up with a couple of games on the West Coast, uh, up in Portland on Saturday night, the second game of this home back-to-back, and then they'll head down to the desert to wrap things up on Monday the 31st uh, against the Phoenix Suns. All right, let's go ahead and hear from Stephen Curry after this one. Steph wound up finishing this ball game with 29 points. He hit six three-pointers, was 11 of 26 overall to go with seven assists and five boards, but he did have seven turnovers, including a big one uh, in the final seconds of overtime, which led to the Damian Lillard three, and Steph was asked if the Warriors felt the overtime was a fresh start. Yeah, considering we were down 10 with less than four, I think, left, and we fought back and gave ourselves a chance to win. Over time, we played pretty well. A um, couple shots didn't go down, but we had we had the game um, you know, up to with whatever, 10, 12 seconds left. Uh, we obviously want that pass back. The trap comes, you got to just be patient. We had timeouts, I think, so got the best of me on that one. But the way we fought in the second half to get back in the game was – you know, a sign of who we are. You just got to put together, like, obviously, the 48-minute game. And I know it doesn't come down to one possession, but that I want that one back. How much are you guys still kind of adjusting to the way defenses are now playing you? With, you know, they're kind of ignoring Draymond, and you mentioned the trap, stuff like that. Tonight was better, uh, second half especially, just being aggressive, being decisive. Um, you know, everybody on the floor, really. Still not really coming off of clay, but we can, you know, set good screens, get guys in, in open spaces, and um, again, just be aggressive and decisive and, and live with the results. That's the the kind of mentality we have to have uh, across the board, no matter who's out there on the floor. So, step in the right direction on that front in the second half. Once we got out of our first half funk. 
you, you mentioned earlier you guys were down, I think you get down 10 without three minutes to go, and you got back into it, but you tied it up. Um, over that three-minute period, in your mind, what took place? Was it just making shots? Was it defending? Was it a different energy spirit? I mean, what did you see over those three minutes that got you back into the game? I think it was a little bit of everything. Um, hit some big shots. We were decisive with our passes. and obviously made some threes. Uh, Andre was using the offensive rebound to get K that last shot. And Clay with a great defensive stop you know, on the last possession of regulation. But we got, we got stops and got in transition a little bit. Crowd got into it. It was it was a good vibe, and you know gave ourselves a chance to win in overtime. Just kind of threw it away. Steph, no pun intended. Steph, you mentioned playing a 48-minute game. Steve's mentioned the same thing the last couple of days. Why do you think since the beginning of the season that's been such a struggle uh, for the group? I mean, a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, in injuries and mixed lineups, and now we're, we got close to full squad and just trying to get our, our momentum back. But I guess if it's not one thing, it's another from night to night. Uh, tonight was kind of offensive. I don't even know what the word. Just It was just kind of stagnant in the first half, not a lot of thrust and energy and aggressiveness. Defensively, we we're okay after the first you know three or four minutes. Other games has been just indecisiveness on, you know, in certain stretches of the game. And again, we're, we're getting the you know, team's best shot, so we got to fight our way through it. And, and just call and scratch and figure out a way to, to, to get to that 48-minute you know, level that we, we dominate teams, and uh, we can get there. Stephen Curry tying a bow on this one tonight. We literally threw it away. And Stephen Curry threw it away uh, with an opportunity to put the game away with the Warriors having a two-point lead and the basketball uh, at a point where the Blazers were going to have to defend it all the way down inside of five seconds or foul uh, at that point in time, and, and the Warriors would have had an opportunity. Although going to the free throw line tonight may not have been the greatest thing in the world for the Warriors considering the number that we've been throwing out there all night as the Warriors wind up finishing this game. Six for 15 from the free throw line. Uh, to lose 110-109 to the Portland Trail Blazers. Blazers get their first win in this building since November of 2013. And Damian Lillard, in his career, Damian Lillard wins for just the second time in his hometown uh, against the Golden State Warriors. And again, you got to add the five playoff games into the dominance that the Warriors have had in this building over the Blazers. Yeah, it's eight regular season games was that streak. But there were three games in 2016 where the Warriors beat the Blazers, and there were two more in the first two games of the 2017 playoffs in the first round where the Warriors were able to dispatch of the Portland Trail Blazers. So add five to that total, and then you get to 13 consecutive games uh, and a 1-13 record uh, for Damian Lillard, a 13-1 record for the Warriors against Damian Lillard uh, in his hometown of Oakland, California. Tonight was also the Warriors' 311th consecutive sellout inside Oracle Arena, the franchise's all-time best streak. That's a streak that stretches through the Warriors' 54-game regular season home winning streak. The Warriors' previous long sellout streak was 310, and you got to go all the way back to 1989 uh, through April of 1996, uh, the 310-game streak. So that spanned, what, about seven years, and this streak uh, goes back for the Warriors' uh, 
pretty close to that same amount of time. There's a few more playoff games in there that you add into the mix. More playoff games being played here the last few seasons than were being played in this building uh, in, at any point between 1989 and 1996. Warriors will wrap it up in Portland and then in Phoenix. Uh, in Portland, that's a place where the Warriors didn't win last year. Uh, those two teams played two times in Portland and one time in this building, and the home team won every game of that head-to-head series. So the Blazers actually took two of three from the Warriors by virtue of playing the two games up in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, the Warriors will face the Blazers on Saturday in a in a revenge game, basically, for the Warriors and in an attempt to improve on their now 7-5 and five record following a loss. And I, I think that's another area where you start stacking up the Warriors' statistics versus what they've been in previous years. And I can go back and, and just think of, of all the times this year where, or over the last few years where following a loss, it would be 10-1, and 20-2, and two. You know, just incredible, incredible uh, ability to bounce back for this team. 57 and 16. 57 and 16, and that's even with the 7 and 5 this season. Uh, 57 and 17 now in games following a loss during the regular season. That's in the Steve Kerr era going back to 2014, 2015. The best such mark in the NBA over that span and that comes to an end tonight so it's only going to get tougher you got to believe that the Blazers are going to shoot better in their building on Saturday uh, and you'd have to think that the Warriors are probably going to shoot better in Portland than the 42 percent that they shot tonight and definitely shoot better than the six for 15 at the free throw line uh, than they did And, and the Warriors still searching for consistency in terms of effort uh, overall, you heard Stephen Curry allude to that in the postgame press conference that they're still in the process of trying to get everybody in sync. Uh, and the one thing that I'll say, because I, I'm one of those that consistently points to the record when the Warriors have everybody, and I mean the four All Stars when I say that, and I've thrown that around a little bit 15 and 5 in 20 games where the Warriors have had everybody. I'm a believer that you got to make some hay when you have everybody. And I think the 16-game stretch where the Warriors didn't have everybody proves that point because injuries are going to happen, and you have to believe that the Warriors are probably going to face another 10 to 15 games minimum between now and the end of the season when they're down at least one player among the big four. And I know DeMarcus Cousins is coming back at some point, and and whether or not he can be a true savior or not uh, is something that remains to be seen. One day it seems like, oh, Cousins is coming back and he's going to look great. The next day it seems like somebody's writing that they're unsure and and it's up and down and you just don't know uh, how how it's going to be. But the one thing that I always think is you got you got to win as many as you can when you have everybody if you're this Warriors team because this team is more vulnerable to taking losses to anybody when they're down a couple of guys. Hell, they're more vulnerable to taking losses when they have everybody. And, and and some of the wins that they've had over the course of the last 3 weeks, I believe have have shown you that. So tonight's one you let get away. 
And, you know, tonight, really, I think above the other losses, okay, you get blown out by Toronto. All right, that happens. The Lakers run you out. That's not good without LeBron James when it's a two-point game and you know LeBron's out, not coming back. Uh, so I, I really the last two are ones that stick out as more uh-oh or more these are games the Warriors don't traditionally lose. Toronto can come in and run you out. You can lose at Utah late. That happens. Uh, but the inability to finish teams, and even in wins, you know, the Dallas game I mentioned, the Clippers game, even the game in Sacramento, that was a game that the Warriors should have won by double digits, and they wound up down 10 with three minutes to go and had to save it with a 17-5 to finish. I mean, it's it just it, – it really uh, – it, it's amazing when you think about it, uh, you know, just how fragile this thing has been for the Warriors, but they'll try and finish the calendar year strong. Getting a win in Portland would negate uh, the loss, I think, a lot uh, that, that they took tonight. Uh, and, and then getting a win in Phoenix is just – I mean, that's price of admission for this team. You can't be going down and losing games to Phoenix, period. And I know the Warriors have a long winning streak uh, against the Suns. Uh, down in the Valley of the Sun and in Oracle Arena. All right, that is going to do it for us. So the Warriors close the night tied with the Denver Nuggets atop the Western Conference still, although they trail by two in the loss column. They trail Oklahoma City by a game in the loss column as well. But the Warriors somehow have played four more games than the Nuggets have. Uh, 23 and 13 for Golden State, 21 and 11 for the Nuggets. The Nuggets have a better winning percentage, but they are in a, a dead tie overall. The Warriors with two more wins, but they also have two more losses. And one final note, the Warriors have played 20 home games. They have played 20 of their 41 home games by December 27th. So think about that for a second before we wrap things up. Golden State, basically two months and two weeks, they've played half their home games. And now uh, it's about three and a half months so uh, over the span of an, uh, an additional month, the Warriors are going to play the other 20 uh, of their away games. Uh, Golden State only with 16 away games, so they can make up half of that uh, this weekend when they go to Portland and to Phoenix. All right, that's going to do it. I uh, want to thank everybody uh, involved in the program. want to thank uh, Lucas Alexander. want to thank Alex Scott. want to thank Tim Jordan for setting us up out here at Oracle Arena. Keep it locked to 95-7 the game. They'll have you covered all day long uh, tomorrow, breaking down this game and everything going on uh, with the Golden State Warriors. A pleasure to fill in for Steiny and Guru tonight. They'll be back with their show tomorrow at 10 o'clock, 10 to 12 here on 95-7 the game. And I'll be back Saturday with Steiny uh, as I'm going to be up in Portland uh, for the Warriors and the Blazers. So 9-1 to 1 on Saturday. You can check out me and Steiny and then they're going to have Warriors Live and Warriors Wrap-Up back uh, with a 5.30 start for Warriors Live before the Warriors take on the Blazers in Portland, and I'll be joining them live from Portland as well on the pre and the post. All right, that's going to do it. Warriors lose 110-109 in overtime to drop to 23-13, and and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game.